0: in him. Hallelujah. So, Bible said that but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. I like this text because he says his own special people. Shepherd house, you are a chosen generation, a holy nation, and you are God's own special people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Greek word that, that, that did not chosen means selected for oneself. It means that God handpicked you, selected you among the many for himself. Hallelujah. God chose you for himself, not for anybody else, not for the world, not for the things of the world, but for himself. and as long as God chose you for himself, he had a plan for your life. That is why he said that I know the thoughts. That I think towards you, they are thoughts of good and not of evil. They are thoughts that is made, that is that that will make you into a better person. They are thought that it will take you to where you need to be. That is what I have called you, that is what I have chosen you to be. Hallelujah. He said, You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, God's own special people. So let me remind you. Many of us are walking around and we don't know who we truly are. And today I want to come and energize you. And I, come, I want to come and tickle your fancy a little bit. For you to, to arouse your intentions and arouse your feelings and arouse your emotion And get you to a place where you can truly understand who you are and what God has called you to be. May I remind you somebody that you are not an ordinary person. You are not Anybody. You are God's own special people. God handpicked you from the many. He selected you out of the many. And then he chose you and then he placed you into his church. Hallelujah. You are a special person. Don't let anybody lie to you. Don't let family lie to you. There are people that they are walking around with their head down because they have allowed family to say things about their life. But this morning I came to tell you whatever the enemy has said over your life this morning I came to refute that and I came to let you know and I came to announce to you that you are God's own special person. It doesn't matter what you have done in the past. It doesn't matter how far you went away from God. God is reminding you that I handpicked you and I made you who you are. You are special to me. You are the apple of my eye. When I sleep, when, when, I, when you wake up, you are the one that I'm looking up to. When I, when, when, I'm thinking, when I was thinking of the world, I was thinking about you. When God made the world, he had you in his mind. Hallelujah. Do you know who you are? You are a special person. Hallelujah. You are valuable to God. That is why he sent his only son to come and die for you. Look at somebody say, "I'm God's prized possession." No, you don't, you didn't say like, "Say I'm God's prized possession." See, let me, let me, let me explain to you what I'm trying to say. See, if you're married here, your spouse is your price, spri- uh, your, your prized possession. You don't play with your spouse. You don't joke with your spouse because you handpicked your, your spouse out of the many people in this world. That is how God sees you. You are his prized possession. Am I communicating to you? Among everybody else. You could have married anybody else. But you chose to marry who you married. Because that person is special to you. And that's what God is telling you and I. That you are special to me. You are valuable to me. You are precious to me. Among everybody else, there is nobody like you. That is how I see you. Hallelujah. You are my inheritance. Tell somebody I'm God's inheritance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But there's something about this text that I want to drive your attention to. After God had given you your true identity, had shown you who you are, has, has made you to understand why, why, why who, how much he loves you, and how much you are a possession to him. He said, God's own special people, that you may proclaim, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness. That you may proclaim the praises of him Who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Can I submit to you that before Christ you were in a place of destitution. See, the things that you thought that you had that made you. That thing God is describing as darkness. That that education that you are bragging about. God is saying that that thing is darkness. I picked you from that place and I put you into a place of light. Whatever you thought that you had that you are reveling in. It is a place of darkness. When you thought that you have arrived, God said you are in a place of darkness. When you thought that you figured life all out, God said you are still in a place of darkness. Until, you, until I found you, you are still in a place of darkness. Church, God has called us out of darkness. Into his marvelous light. See, isn't it amazing that sometimes God could have just said into light. But then he wants to make sure that you understand what kind of light he brought you into. So he said, into his marvelous light. That means that there's something special about this light. That when you come into, it changes everything about your life. When you come into this light, your life becomes a marvel. Your life becomes a testimony. When you come into this light, your life becomes something special. But what God had called you to. Because God handpicked you and selected you. He said, I have called you and I have handpicked you and I have selected you to proclaim my praises. In other words, I have called you to speak my word. To talk to people about where I brought you out and where I have placed you. It's to look within yourself and look at how much God has been good to you that's why we stand as a god you have been so good to look within yourself and say god you have been so good to me so now I can stand on that goodness and go out there and proclaim that goodness unto the world that's what god has called us to you are a chosen generation you are a royal priesthood you are god's own special presence so that you can proclaim his praises to the world are you proclaiming god's praises are you speaking about god to people is your life, a testimony of what God has done in your life. The church has come to a place where we are blended in with the world. When the Christian is standing here and the person of the world is standing here, we cannot tell the difference. But that's what God, God has called you to. God said, I have called you as a chosen generation. I have called you as a royal priesthood so you can stand out among the many. This morning I came to challenge you. I came to challenge you that it's about time that we rise up to the occasion. It's about time that the church will rise up to our purpose. It's about time that the church will rise up to what God has called us to. We have been mediocre for a long time. We have sat down and got comfortable for so long. That is why the world has encroached itself onto the church. Today, when you go to church, they are not preaching Christ anymore. They are preaching any message because they want to fit in into the world. But if the church will rise up and begin to speak about Christ and what Christ has done. The Bible said that he died on the cross for you and I. So you and I will have life. If we begin to speak that word to the world, there will be a change in this world. That's what God has called us to. My message is simple. Go ye and make disciples. That's what I'm preaching to you about this one. Go ye and make disciples. I have chosen you out of the many. I've handpicked you out of the many. I've selected you for myself. You are my own special person. Why? Because I've called you to go in and make disciples. Are you here with me this morning? Go with me to the book of Matthew chapter number 28. Matthew chapter number 28. Verses 18 to 20. Hallelujah. Bible says that then Jesus came to them. And said, all authority, say with me, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Jesus said that all authority, all power has been given to me. So there's no power that you find in heaven that you don't find in me. There's no power that you find here on earth that you won't find in me. In fact, the way the word operates right now is because I have allowed it to operate. All authority and all power in heavens and on earth has been given to me. Now notice the next text. He said that ye, go ye, therefore, and teach all nations. Go ye. God said, all authority and power has been given unto me. Therefore, go ye. The moment the go ye came in, Jesus has transferred that power and authority unto you and I. You and I are sitting in a place of power and authority. He was just reminding us of who he was and who he is and what he has made us to be. He said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. And therefore, I've given you that authority. And the reason why I've given you that authority is to go ye into the world and teach them. Teach them. Go ye into the world. Make disciples of all nations. Notice. When you read the scripture, take your time. He didn't say some nations. He said all nations. In other words, you can't pick and choose who you want to minister the word of God to. That is what the church will do right now. We look at people, this person, I don't want to talk to them. I want to talk to that person. God said, go ye into the nations. Make disciples of all nations. Whether the person likes you or they don't like you. In fact, God has called you to that particular person at your job. That is always giving you problems. That's what God has called you for. Go ye into the world and make disciples of all nations. Not some nations, not some people. You can't predict, you can't select who you want to. Because every single person that you meet, every single person that you come across, that is the person that I've sent you to. What do we Christians do right now? We go to churches and we invite people to our church. But I said, go ye into the nations. Now notice something. The Bible said, go ye. It means that it's an action word. It means that we have to step out and begin to minister to the word of, the word of God to the world. You know why Jesus said that? I was asking God, I said, God, why do, you, why do we have to go and, and, and into the world? And this is what he told me. He said, if you don't go and you allow the world to come in, they will influence the church. The reason why the church is not being effective is because we have allowed the world to come into the church. Instead of us going into the world and making disciples. So this morning, God is challenging you and I. It's about time that the church will rise up and go ye into the world. Every corner. Not handpick who we want to speak to. In fact, what we have done, and again, what we have done is this. That this person is my friend. So that's what I'm, I'm going to speak to God about. But what about a person that is sitting by the road that you have no interaction with? That you don't know? That's who God has called you for. We have become Christians of comfortability. We want to be comfortable. Oh, this person knows about Christ. I can talk to this person what about the person that doesn't know about Christ can I say to you somebody is going to die in the next few seconds without knowing Christ and it's on us that that person did not know Christ can I say this shame on us the church because we have forfeited what God had told us to do can we rise up to that occasion can we rise up to the call that God has called us to Go ye into the world, and make disciples of all nations. The word disciple means learner. The word disciple means somebody that is learning, that is understanding something. It's a people. In the name of Jesus, go in and make disciples. In the name of Jesus, to become a to make a disciple, you yourself have to be a disciple. To become a disciple, to make disciple, you yourself have to be a disciple. How can you preach about something that you don't know? How can you talk to somebody about a God that you yourself don't have a relationship with? Can I say this? Having a relationship with God does not mean that coming to church. Doesn't mean that you sing, worship, and everybody's crying into the in the church. Doesn't mean that you preach good message. That has nothing to do with being a relationship with God. Being a disciple is being understanding the ways of God. Working with God. That when people see you, they can see that this person has been with Christ. Can people say that about you? All people can say about you, this person can sing, this person is a worshiper. But can they say about you that you are a person that has understood Christ? Be a disciple if you want to make disciples. Study the word of God. Spend time with God. Connect with God. Every single day of your life. Don't get out of the house without speaking to God. Develop an intimacy with God. The way you wake up in the morning and you kiss your wife or you kiss your husband. Kiss God every morning. Am I speaking to somebody? Develop a relationship with God to a place where when people see you. They see the marvelous light that God has called you to. You cannot be a you cannot make disciples without being a disciple. That's why the Shepherd House we say equip to equip. You have to be equipped. You have to equip yourself. You have to study the Word. Of, you have to study the Word to the point where when you when you speak it's the Word of God that you are saying. When situations come, when you open your mouth, is the Word of God that you are saying. When you face challenges, when you open your mouth, it's the word of God that you're speaking. But right now, Christians, we don't even know. When we open our mouth, it's discouragement. It's negativity. But we have to get to a place where we have become so much equipped in the word of God that whenever we open up our mouth, it is the word of God. Our presence speaks about the word of God. If you want to be a disciple, if you want to make disciples, be a disciple. Take time. Spend time in the word of God. Pray to God. Communicate with him. Can I say this? That being a disciple also means that there's going to come challenges. It's going to cost you. Bible says that that Andrew and his brother, they 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 were fishing. And Jesus said, I want you to leave your living and follow me. And I'll make you fishers of men. That means if you're going to be a true disciple of God, it's going to cost you. Are you willing to pay the price? are you willing to lay that thing down to follow Christ Abraham loved God that he was at a point of sacrificing his son will you sacrifice that thing that you love to know God our job here on earth as people that have been chosen and the reason why we are called chosen is because we responded to the call Bible said, many are called, but few are chosen. The reason why you classify, or we can classify you as chosen is because you responded to the call. We can call my wife, Mrs. Frimpol, because she responded to the call. Am I speaking to you? If she didn't respond, her name will not be Mrs. Frimpol. You are a Christian because you responded to the call. You are chosen because you responded to the call. Now walk in that call that you responded to. There's a saying that I've heard that when people marry for a long time, they begin to look alike. If you walk with God for a long time, you and God will begin to look alike. When they see you, they see God. When they approach you, they can feel the presence of God. That is the place we need to be. Be a disciple. So you can disciple others. Go ye into the world. Into the world. When you get out of the parking lot, it is in the world. Go ye there. Find somebody and speak to them. Number two, I'm going to end my message. Depend on the spirit of God. Bible said, when the spirit of God comes upon you, then you shall receive power. And then you shall be a witness unto, not unto the world, but unto me. Which is Jesus himself. In the outermost part of the earth. Without the spirit of God, you will not be an effective witness of God. Bible says that do not get drunk with wine, but be filled with the spirit of God. Are you filled with the spirit of God? See, when you are filled with the spirit of God. He directs you on who to speak to. The reason why we have not become effective in making discipleship is because we have not dwell in the Spirit to discern who God has sent us to. Depend on the Spirit and let Him direct you. Bible said The Spirit of God is our helper. It will guide us into all truth. People of God, see we have not been in effective church because we have thrown away the Spirit of God. And this morning I came to let you know. I came to challenge you. It's about time that we begin to dwell in the spirit. Let our life be filled with the spirit. Let the spirit be the one that controls our life. Am I speaking to you this morning? Am I making any sense to you this morning? See, the world is in chaos. It's in chaos. And the church, what we have been doing is complaining complaining, instead of doing what God has called us to do. Go ye devil and make disciples of all nations. That's all God has called us to do. Go ye devil. Tell somebody I will go and make disciples of all nations. But before I go, I will become a disciple and I will let the spirit of God control me. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. I'm going to read this last part, the last part of the text, real quick. It said, Therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you and surely I am with you always to the very end of age. He said, teaching them to observe. Teaching them to observe. Teaching them to observe. Teaching them to observe. It means that when you minister to them and they come to Christ, don't leave them alone. Walk with them. Hold their hands. If I ask you today, the last person that you minister to, do you have their phone number? Many of us don't even remember their phone numbers. But God said, teaching them to observe. You cannot teach somebody to observe if you're not in constant communication with a person teaching them to observe stay in contact with the person help the person teaching them to observe the word observe means to keep how can they keep if you're not always there enlightening them how can they keep if you're not always there helping them teaching them to observe number one we have been called to make disciples number two we have to teach them to observe teach them to walk right the best way we can teach anybody to walk right is we ourselves begin to walk that right. Don't speak and let your life show something different. Let your life be an example of what you are teaching. So that even when you are not there, they can still know that my person that brought me to Christ is living a life that is holy and acceptable and pleasing before God. Let your yes be your yes. Yes. Be a Christian of integrity. That's what the church is missing. Be a Christian of integrity. Tell somebody, I'll be a Christian of integrity. Just lift up your voice. Somebody begin to speak unto God. Lift up your voice. Somebody begin to speak unto God. Open up your mouth, somebody. And begin to speak unto God.